oh my God, they do these like, mm, these little like bread bites. They've always been focaccia when I've had them, but I don't know if sometimes they might use a different type of bread. And they grill them up a bit and then they just drown them in this Marmite butter and then shave pecorino on top. I just, seriously, I like dream about them. Hi, I'm Molly and welcome to Restaurant Recommendations with Foodism. I have had a very interesting week. I actually just got back from a place in Suffolk called Wilderness Reserve, which is a kind of a selection of houses on this massive estate. I think if you were to fill all of the little houses, it would sleep like 100 people, but it's amazing. And then they do these currently twice a year, but probably going to get it up to like three or four times a year. Feasts in the forest called Yoxmen. They get three Michelin-starred chefs who cook, and we kind of did a version of like the banquet which is like the main meal and it's in the forest. And I just, oh my God, I actually don't think I've ever, I mean, I've seen some shit. I don't think I've ever seen anything like it before. We like got out of the cars that had dropped us off at the meal from the houses and walked in and it was like walking through like a mirage or something. It was like smoke everywhere because the whole idea is that it's all cooked over fire. And honestly, just when you walk into this forest and there's just like, someone slowly cooking some duck over a fire there and someone brushing some scallops that are being cooked over fire in their shells there and then there's this massive tent with all of these tables set up and it's all lit by candlelight and fairy lights and then we were kind of dining in this little cabin um, which again was like all candles and foliage and I honestly it was beautiful seriously it kind of felt like I was had been knocked over the head and was having a dreaming <laughs> Um, but the food was amazing. So it was Tom Akins, who has a restaurant in Belgravia called Muse, who was cooking for this one. And yeah, we had, I mean, the dish that really stood out for me was was the scallops. They were they were delicious and just like really lovely and smoky from the fire. And it was a really nice hit of sweetness from these currants. And then we went back to like, we were all staying in between four houses and basically went back to the houses and had like a really big house party with... I think I was walking around pouring tequila straight into people's mouths from the bottle because uh, you could be like three margaritas and I turn into like a quite a kind of forceful party host. I'm like, you must put tequila in your mouth. What else have I done this week? I, on Friday night, went to quite a significant new opening actually, I think, um, called Bambi. So uh, there was a restaurant called Bright, which used to be sort of next to Mayor Street Market, just down from London Fields. It was a really kind of formative wine bar restaurant from the people who were behind Noble Fine Liquor and P. Franco, who, if you don't know who that is, they're sort of like, they were the dons of like natural wine small plates. And that very sadly closed but um they've now filled it with this restaurant called Bambi um from the team behind the Campbell Arms and uh the chef is this guy called Henry Freestone who used to cook at Peckham Cellars and he's incredibly talented the food is <laughs> take a shot every time Molly says small plates but <laughs> it is echoes of what Bright used to be but with a bit of a different twist if you are familiar with Campbell Arms you probably know a little bit what to expect kind of really lovely homely European style food. We had this really delicious plate. It was so simple but lovely. Squash, ricotta, and almonds. There was a real kind of like vinegar rehit and lovely like olive oil dressing. That was beautiful. And then the other one that really stood out to me actually was butter beans with kale and goat's cheese. Just a really simple, hearty bowl of food. We also had a lovely like roast chicken with green sauce, which was nice. But I think 
when veggies are done really well, that's almost more interesting because it's not hard to roast a chicken and, and do that properly. And actually started, it kicked off that meal with a sake martini, which was fun and different and had a really kind of like almost like salinity to it. You know, bongella, like the stuff that you put on a sawtooth. I've always kind of thought that the sake tasted a little bit like bongella, <laughs> but like I loved bongella when I was a kid. Like I think um, I would just like put that shit in my mouth even with my teeth. <laughs> Saw it, so yum. It's a bongella martini. And then last night, uh, a really good friend of mine, Alexandra Dudley, did a supper club at this restaurant called Caravel, which I actually mentioned in a previous episode in regards to somebody going on a date and swimming away. Thankfully, my boyfriend and I didn't have a fight, so I didn't have to swim away. But it was phenomenal. Alex is one of the most talented people I know. She has a really amazing cookbook that she wrote a few years ago, and she does the great newsletter, and she does a lot of amazing kind of cooking videos on Instagram too. But it's very different, I think, to see someone's food on Instagram or, you know, she's I've been around hers for dinner and she's cooked for me in a sort of small format versus seeing someone cooking like that for like a restaurant full of people. And that's by no means kind of her profession. And she just made it look so effortless and the food was gorgeous. And Carabelle's really famous for the, um, they do this amazing potato rosti with caviar. And she did her own take on it. It was like potato rosti, which was like crispy and salty and oily and like mm, potato um, with like kind of chili spiked crab on top and then a little dollop of caviar and honestly kind of up there for one of the best mouthfuls of food I've had this half of this year I reckon um, it was amazing well I feel like crispy potato and caviar is probably a great way to leave my week so we'll pop into this week's dilemma which comes from M in Acton who says me and my friends take it in turns to book somewhere for us all to go out for dinner and my turn is coming up. There's eight of us girls and I really want to book somewhere cool. I took quite a subjective approach to this one, M, because I don't know what you mean by cool. Because <laughs> my perception of cool is um, a night out with ABBA playing. So I'm not sure that I'm necessarily the best person to tell you what's cool. But I thought like fun girls night I'm very well acquainted with. And I wanted to start things off with a restaurant called Chow Bella, um, which personally I think what's quite cool is taking people somewhere that's a little bit different and it like doesn't follow the grain of what you might traditionally think is cool. So Chow Bella is kind of in that sort of triangle that I'm never quite sure what to name that sort of sits a bit Holborn, a bit Bloomsbury, a bit Clarkmile, a bit Farringdon. I think everyone calls it something different, but it's sort of quite a busy business area a lot of people have offices around there um and i think it's one of the most underrated parts of the city for restaurants it was opened in 1983 so it's been around for a wee while um if you're going in the summer definitely try and get a table on the terrace which i love how they call it a terrace because it's a piece of pavement that they've put an awning over <laughs> but it's great it's perfect for people watching but if it's winter it's equally as lovely being inside it, it all kind of it's very bustling and you know it kind of gets just has such a kind of full vibrant lively feel to it and there's usually a guy called Norman playing the piano and singing and it's also very well known that if you are there for a late sitting and you do have one of those classic Italian meals where you finish with a limoncello you may just be standing on your chair singing along with Norman it's this is the antithesis of small plates it's big fuck off plates of pasta it's milanese it's like 
very Britalian and that it's what a British person goes to Italy and wants to eat rather than what Italians actually eat. They're not trying to make this super intense food. It's just like good, classic, very anglicized Italian food. But yeah, it's really fun. They do a, a seafood pasta, which comes kind of delivered to your table in a brown paper bag. So it's a theater. And the lemon sorbet for dessert comes like frozen in a half lemon. So I honestly am like... If you couldn't get on a plane, it's like taking your brain to the Amalfi Coast or, or kind of to your brain to a place that is somehow an amalgamation of the Amalfi Coast, Rome and Milan and with a dash of Sicily thrown in for good measure. If your idea of cool is a little bit more East London, um, then I love Acme Fire Cult. I also think it's a great one to go to if it's a big group of you because it is large. It is in a car park at the bottom of a side road in Dalston. Um, the car park is also home to everyone's favourite bakery, Dusty Knuckle, which elicited queues like you've never seen before in your life during lockdown. Like, no one needs sourdough that badly. And also 40 Foot Brewery, which is one of my favourite London breweries. And then Acme Fire Cult sits opposite 40 Foot. You Obviously, there's a lot of 40 Foot on tap, but they have a lot of wine. But it is... Exactly kind of what the name suggests. It's cooking over fire. It's barbecue. It's the guys here on the barbecue about as what you might expect two men cooking over barbecue to be, like big beards and long hair and kind of tattoos. But um, this isn't kind of scary masculine food. They do some really beautiful stuff with vegetables over the fire. Actually, a lot of the dishes are quite veg-centric and it's big tables. I like to sit outside they cover it and they heat it in winter, so it's pretty kind of like transseasonal, but it feels really cozy in winter. They put like shirling rugs on the benches, set up fairy lights and stuff like that. But seriously, the food here is just phenomenal. And if you are going to order one thing, you have to order. Oh my God. Oh my God. They do these like, mm, these little like bread bites <laughs> and it's leftover bread from Dusty Knuckle. So um, they've always been focaccia when I've had them, but I don't know if sometimes they might use a different type of bread. And they, I suppose, like grill them up a bit and then they just drown them in this Marmite butter and then shave pecorino on top. I just, seriously, I like dream about them. Um, it, they are so good. It's like everything you want from bread and it's such a good way to like whet the appetite. So I definitely ordered that. And then also it's always been on the menu. I mean, they're always, they say they change the menu regularly, so I can't like tell you what to order, but they've always had a version of this on the menu when I've been, which is blackened leeks on a romesco sauce. It's sometimes it's been like a pistachio romesco. Other times it's been more of like a classic red romesco. But again, it's just a really good example of, I think, like what they can do with vegetables on the fire. Like they really coax such incredible flavor out of it and then crumble charred and sort of a little bit smoky but sweet. It's really, really delicious. And actually, my third suggestion is quite new because I did just mention at the top of this podcast, uh, Bambi in London Fields. I went there and I was like, this would be such a cracking place to have one of those dinners that accidentally turns into a night out. And it is about as classically like cool and in inverted commas. And I'm kind of rolling my eyes when I say this. I don't know if they do this every evening or just kind of on like Friday, Saturday nights, but they start to like clear the middle tables away at about like 10, 1030. And they have a DJ come in. They've got this wall of like vinyl records. But like the idea is that you stay on after dinner and you have a bit of a boogie. 
And I think it's a little bit smaller, so you definitely want to book like far in advance if you were going with a group, particularly because you might unceremoniously be kicked off your table to turn it into a dance floor. But um, it's really just like buzzy. It's everything you would want from like a cool night. It's one of those places where if you were visiting London and you just happened upon it, you'd like give yourself like such a pat on the back because you'd be like, I found somewhere so cool, so local. Um but yeah, and then you literally within the direct vicinity of the restaurant, you've got some of my favorite bars. So Nettle 360, if it's the summer. Actually, I think they're open all year round now. So you just go up there, such a fun night out, one of the best rooftops in London. Obviously, you've got NT's Loft. So you're kind of very well placed to take the party onwards if, if, if you're so inclined. So those are probably my three like top line suggestions. But I did want to give a bit of a shout out to a few other places that I think would be great as well. Blacklock and Soho. If you're not familiar with Blacklock, they've got a few restaurants around the city. They do steaks and chops. They like really press them on the grill so they get like crispy and juicy and salty and the fat all renders out. And they're like, oh, there's such a great way to start a meal. And then you can bookend your meal at Blacklock with like the chops. And then you kind of have to finish with the cheesecake, which they literally just like wander around the room with this big Pyrex dish of cheesecake and like spoon it out straight onto your plate and you can kind of be like it's kind of like a say when situation so you kind of just get like half this pyrex dish of cheesecake i've never tried it but um one day i'm going to and then thai abs which i've spoken about on the podcast before which is a great Punjabi restaurant down in Whitechapel, lahore as well i think is great groups um and also st john restaurant which is such a such a massive cavernous space i know a few people who have had big like sort of 15 person plus dinners there and had an amazing time and they're really great accommodating for that. So if you do have a few of you, those are some other great places to head to. All right, M in action. I hope you have an amazing girls' night and I hope it doesn't end how mine always do, which is flopping on the couch with a kebab, even though I've had dinner approximately four hours before. If you, the listener at home, have any restaurant dilemmas you would like answered, please do email us on shows at tinypodcasts.co.uk. Otherwise, I will see you next week. I'm Molly Kodaya, and this is Restaurant Recommendations with Foodism. 